This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast, where in this edition we will be discussing Tottenham's defeat at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Spurs 1, Brentford 3. Spurs are still in a Europa Conference League spot, sat in 7th, but that could all change later on this afternoon. Uh, in the first half, Harry Kane, of course, put Tottenham 1-0 up. He has become the first player in Premier League history to score in 25 Premier League games in a 38-game season. Uh, and it was a good first half, but I tell you what, Spurs just, is this, it, it probably sums up our season, that second half performance, conceding three goals, poor defending, a lot needs to happen in the summer. But to break it all down, I've got three very special guests as normal to talk about today's game. We've got actor Ricky Norwood back with us. Ricky, how are you? Oh, mate, uh, I'm a bit devastated. Um, the way we started that game... I thought, you know, we've got a bit of our Tottenham back. And, you know, the first time passing, the zipping him round, the energy, Basuma, you know, Kulu at number 10. Uh, it, it was all going so well. The chances that we was creating, it looked like and it felt like the old Tottenham again. But then I don't know what happened at halftime, bruv, for them to collapse like they collapsed. But it's just a punch in the gut, bro. Massive punch in the gut. We've also got Daily Mail sports journalist Ollie Gamber with us. Ollie, how are you? Uh, I've been better, Chris. I've been better. I think, um, yeah, Ricky summed it up there. It was a game of two halves. We started off so well. Don't know what happened in the second half. Um, just very, very disappointing. And yeah, just, I mean, if anything, it's a good thing because it just, you know, Levy was watching that game. It's a massive reminder of him, a kick in the teeth. Um, kick up the bum, get that squad sorted and get a good manager in who's going to just get these guys playing again because it's just, yeah, abysmal at the moment. Let me just say at this stage, before the game, there were more people at the protest than I've ever seen before. And when that third goal went in for Brentford, um, it was the loudest shout I've ever heard um, with uh, about Daniel Levy in the board. Uh, we've also got Johnny Bow with us, uh, of course, radio presenter with Dublin Q102. Johnny, love to have you back. How are you? 
Oh, very good. Um, I, I had uh, taken the weekend off today and had planned to uh, do a bit of uh, orienteering or climbing a mountain, but I stayed at home and watched the match, and I'm sorry I did, to be honest. It's the same old Spurs, and I said in a video recently, sacked a lot of them. I stand by that. Well, apart from Harry Kane, but the rest of them have been absolutely abysmal. I'd sacked a lot of them and bring in a whole new team and start start from scratch. Now, before we get into it, the match stats today, Spurs had 62% possession to Brentford's 38%. We had 22 shots to Brentford's 11. Shots on target, Spurs 8, Brentford 4. Corners, Spurs 8, Brentford 2. And fouls, Spurs 11, Brentford 9. And as I said earlier, Spurs remain 7th in the Premier League table right now. We have got one game left. I tell you what, I think it would be a miracle if Spurs get any European football for next season. And as Johnny said, he was meant to be climbing a mountain. We have certainly got a mountain to climb in the summer and next season. Ricky, let's come to you first. Let's get your thoughts on today's game. Because I tell you what, the way I saw it, the first half, we played some super stuff, some super entertaining football that we have not seen all season. And then that second half, what went wrong for you? Mate, I really don't know. Like I say, the first half was fantastic to see. You know, the energy, the pressing, the the hunger for the ball. You know, uh, Basuma and Skip in the middle, kind of like loads of energy, loads of little tackles, breaking up play. You couldn't really get past them. You know, um, our attacking play was great. Uh, it, 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 it was so nice to see some first-time pa uh, passes and some, some intricate play in their half of the field and, and, and around their box. We tend to play that way around our own box. And I don't know why we have this season, but, you know, it was so nice to see that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we've, I was actually sitting forward. I was actually on the edge of my seat, enjoying the game. And I, we created so many chances. We could have been three, four up at, at, at the half. And I, uh, everything in me was like, oh, okay, you know what? Mason's actually got a hold of his side. He's actually got the energy back. He's actually got a good vibe back, a good feeling back. They were playing for each other. They were fighting for each other. I don't know what was said at halftime. I don't know what happened. And I don't know why we went into zombie sleep mode, my friend, in the second half. But that's exactly what happened. And, and you know, against Brentford, who are a really good side, you know, they're a good team. Like Mason said in his, in, in his press conference, they're a good team. And they just came out and it didn't take it, it, it didn't even take a lot. It just took a bit of effort and want to kind of to change the result from Brentford. And they done it. Two great strikes from Mbuemo, um, really technical, really powerful, uh, great shots for, for, from them. And even after the second goal, bro, I, I did see a bit of a reaction. I did see a bit of a not after the first goal, but definitely after the second goal. I saw them kind of going, all right, cool, let's get back in this game. Let's go show them. Let's go show our quality. And that was about for about five, ten minutes. And then it was 3-1 down again. It was just like, it was such a punch in the gut. And and like you said at the beginning of this, it, it's a reflection of our season. You know, we, we've done first half season, the, the majority of this season. I just didn't expect that today. I thought the boys were really kind of buying into it, into it being the last home game, it being the last home game for Lucas, you know, um, it, it being something to give back to the fans that, have, you know, we've had a, a torrid season, a torrid season. So it was one of those opportunities for them to give back the same way it was an opportunity for them to give back against Aston Villa, you know, and it just, we just didn't show up and crumbled again, crumbled again. What a strike from Harry Kane in the first half. Fantastic strike. It wasn't a direct free kick, but, um, you know, it was, what a strike. And, and, 
we, we, Harry, the team, we all deserve more. And that first half performance as well showed me that we're not too far away. You know, we're not too far away. There is quality in the side. There is, there is a want and there, 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 those players that we know and love are still there. But what happened in the second half, I haven't got a clue. It's, it's, it's just been the story of our season. Holly, let's get your thoughts on today's game. Well, firstly, I have an apology to make because I missed the first 10 minutes and Kane scores in minute eight. And then I arrive at the pub and we shit three goals. So I'm sorry, guys. It's all my fault. Um, what can I say? Um, no, but Spurs... We're used to it, We're used to it Ollie. You, you, should, you should normally turn up at half time and you haven't missed anything. I know, yeah. And, you know, Spurs have, been a, have a habit of letting us down this season. But for me, it's the capitulations. I mean... You know, we we have, we have the players like Kane and Son and Richarlison who can who can deliver the goods on their day, but we just capitulate at the back. We could have we could have Messi, we could have Mbappe, we could have Ronaldo, we could have anyone you want, Lewandowski, until we get this defense sorted. I thought Longley was an absolute shambles today. I thought Davis was all over the place. Davis, for me, is usually so dependable. I don't know what he him and him and Longley were doing today. Davidson Sanchez is always suspect. I kind of I kind of expect that of him, but. Davis, I, did, I didn't really, um, but they were just all over the gaff and, you know, they were being dragged out of position. Um, it was just a total mess. Um, but yeah, to, to echo what Ricky said, the first half, I was like, wow, this is this is great. Like we're playing one twos, we're driving forwards with the ball, we're playing forward passes. Um, it was just really, really good stuff. It was the Tottenham of old. Um, you know, we had the back four. It looked like we had a back four. Um, and we, we were just settled. Like everyone, if you looked on Twitter, everybody was happy. It was all good. Um, but, you know, you, you pay in football. When you don't take your chances, you pay. I thought Emerson Royale's header, that had to go in. Um, Kane missed a good chance. I think we hit the bar a couple of times or once maybe. Um, but, yeah, whatever Mason said to them at halftime, it just did not sink in. I think we dropped off. Um, we didn't produce the same amount of chances. And then we just fall apart as we always do. But... Yeah, just really, really, really disappointing. And it just speaks to a massive rebuild that we need this summer under Arnie Slot, whoever it is, um, running out of managers now to take over because they keep turning us down. Um, but if it is Arnie Slot, if it's someone young, just give him time, give him a six-year deal like we did with Poch back in the day, get rid of all this deadwood. Um, you know, I think we, we saw in midweek Lamella and Hill combining to put um Sabia in the Europa League final and you know why why couldn't they do that for Spurs um I've, I've always said maybe bring Brian Hill back but you know just we need new blood we need um a new look Spurs um we need a, just a new start because this is just abysmal really guys it is such a huge job for anyone coming in um Johnny let's get your thoughts on today's game well, again, it's you're one nil up or two nil up, and you can't guarantee Spurs are going to hold on to that victory or go on and win four nil. When was the last time we've won games five one and six one? We beat Manchester United a few seasons ago when they had Martial sent off. We won six one. Mourinho was managing that time. I can't remember if it was our our ground or White or Old Trafford, but we were getting big victories at that stage. We don't do that anymore. We just don't get big victories. And today was very typical of what you get. You know. Usually we concede or we go 2-0 down. On this occasion, we actually took the initiative and took that was a great free uh, free kick, uh, an indirect one from 35 yards, just an absolute professional goal, like something you'd see the Brazilians do back in the 70s and 80s. But 
Um, we just we, we're just way off the pace. It's the it's the I'd love to be at the training ground to see what's going on there. I really would love to see exactly what kind of high performance training they are doing because they're clearly not training in in the proper way that a Premier League football team should play because it's, they don't seem to have the they, they they can't hang on to a lead. They in the second half they just capitulate. So there's there's a there's a lack of belief. There's a lack of leadership. And the training isn't isn't strong enough. It's not it's not good enough, and it's not high performance at the moment. High performance is when you watch Novak Djokovic play tennis, and you see him training off the pitch. You don't see him on the on the on the football on the tennis courts. That's high performance. When you see Serena Williams at her best off off the foot off on the tennis court, that's high performance. The Spurs guys, I don't think it's high performance, and I don't think they've been coached properly for the last number of years. Not since Pochettino. That was coaching. He was a coach, not a manager. He was a coach. We ha- we don't have really these people that have been hired to go into Spurs. They're not good enough, and the players we have aren't good enough to to follow out their instructions. Ricky, let's come to you. Let's talk about the starting eleven because Ryan Mason made four changes today. Sanchez in for Romero, Danjuma in for Pedro Porro, Basuma in for Hoybier, and Rashalison uh, in for sorry Kulusevski in for Rashalison. Um, Hoybier and Romero not even on the bench today. So the full starting eleven: Forster, Emerson, Sanchez, Langley, Danjuma, Skip, Basuma, Davis, Kulusevski, Kane, and Hunmin Son. Were you surprised an hour before kickoff when that lineup came out? Yeah, but pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. I, 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 I was kind of like, look, of course, not seeing Romero in the side is definitely a worry because. He's the one defender that, you know, that can defend. Yes, he's got some recklessness about himself, but he's the one that can defend. So, yeah, there was a little bit of apprehension there, but it was nice to see a changed side. It was nice to see Basuma come in. It was nice to see Dan Juma start, even though he didn't really take his start. You know, he didn't really grab the opportunity of having a start. Nice flicks and tricks from him, but, like, didn't really have the impact that we wanted. Had that glancing header that, could have gone in if it wasn't for the spin of the ball. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see it. And um, I, I kind of, I've been thinking about this for the last couple of weeks. You know, we've been talking about creative midfielders and seeing Kulu at number 10, I thought, or at number 10, but a bit of a free role as well to kind of interchange with that right-hand side. You know, when Dan Juma would come inside, Kulu would go on the outside. So I, I kind of like to see that fluidness and, um, during that little mini preseason during the World Cup, Cooley was playing mostly at number ten in that mini preseason. And yes, we wasn't up against the, the the toughest of sides during that mini preseason, but he looked so sharp and so good in that area. And his flicks and tricks and his he's kind of his dribbling ability and his 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 ability to kind of shift onto his left foot, I thought was really effective at number ten. Every time that he kind of had that that free role, so. I was kind of, I, I was pleasantly surprised that we changed up the side and, and and that we got to see something new. And like I say, it was all going well. It was all going well uh, up until half time. Um, and and what I would say, just to give Mason a little bit of credit, that second half has been a trait of ours. Like Johnny was saying there, it's been a trait of ours for the last three four years. You know, um, as an example, right. We obviously it started with Mourinho, and I'm a fan of Ted Lasso, right? So I've spoken about Ted Lasso many a time, and I remember seeing those adverts back in the day, um, of when he came to Tottenham and he done his adverts and they were hilarious. But he done an advert just before Ted Lasso the series started, where he was 
speaking to Mourinho as a coach. And one of Mourinho's bits of advice was, you know, as long as they don't score, then you get a point at the very minimum. Do you know what I mean? If, if they don't score, so it's all about defence. And even though that was an advert and it was a quip, it kind of showed us what Tottenham have been trained under ever since Pochettino left. You know, if you score one, let's hold it. Let's defend. Let's pull back. Let's get them on the counter. That continued with Nuno. Then that continued even more so with, with Conte. In that first half of when Conte came in and we and we was going up for that Champions League spot, we saw how kind of attacking that 3-5-2 or 3-4-3 or looked and could be uh, when Sonny got his golden boot. But ever since the start of this season, we, 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 that trait and that kind of scared and, uh, you know, that fear of conceding a goal or to playing out or to going for more, it is in us, is in us, is throughout the squad. And I, I just don't know what, what happened with all those new additions coming in. I just don't know what happened for us to collapse the way that we collapsed. I mean, look, they, you know, we when they scored the third goal, we was going for it and we was mostly up in their half. And if you look at the stats that you just put on the screen a little while ago, you could see that it's not like we were passive. We were definitely going for it, but it just didn't come off. Richarlison's two headers at the end there, you know, uh, Poro's crossing when he got in, like, we tried, we tried, but there's that collapse in us. And, you know, Clement Lingley and Davies with the mix-up on the first goal. Uh, I can't remember the second goal, but the third goal with Skippy just losing it. Where was he running? Where was he going? Where was his options? I ain't got a clue. But it, it, if this doesn't scream that we need a reset and a rebuild um, again, um, then I don't know what does. Um, I saw the balloons on the field, the Levy out balloons on the field. I, I saw the, the the banners. I heard the chants. Something serious has got to change here for us to go forward. And we we definitely have elements of a good team there, but a lot has to be shipped out. A lot that are kind of that are kind of entrenched in that way, in that trait of collapse has got to come out now. It's got to come out. We need new blood. We need new energy. We need new mentality. We need somebody who's hungry to play for our shirt and to go out there and to get results. Ollie, Ricky said there, elements of a good team. Johnny said earlier, sack the whole lot of them. You said that we're not defensive, you know, defensively poor. When you look at this starting 11 um, and you look particularly at the defence, that isn't good enough, is it? How it's much not. of a rebuild? How big is this rebuild in the summer for Tottenham? And who would you keep and who would you get rid of in the summer? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think it's easy to say sack the lot. Um, and when we're angry at Spurs, that's what we think, sack the lot. I think there is a nucleus of a good team there. I think, you know, Romero um, in in defence, that's kind of the only guy I would keep. I'm excited for Destiny Udogi coming next season. He's meant to be one of the best um, Serie A defenders He's gonna. Well, he's gonna be. He's not gonna be like a new signing. He is a new signing. So having him alongside Romero is a big boost. Then we need to sort the right back situation out because I don't think Poro is a right back. Emerson Royale is not good enough. Um, so again, we need, in my opinion, need some new right back, which is a bit of a mess considering how many bloody right backs we've bought. Um, in the middle, I think Basuma has the potential to be a really, really good um, centre midfield pairing alongside Hoiberg and somebody else. But for me, Skippy's, Skippy's not good enough anymore. I've been Skippy's biggest fan for years. I love Skippy. I love he's basically a diehard Spurs fan in a Spurs shirt. 
but technically he's just not good enough. Makes too many mistakes. Today, well, yeah, like Ricky said, what was he doing? Um, just in going nowhere. You can't be dribbling like that in your own third with somebody bearing down on you. You've got to just pass, release it. Um, so Skippy, not good enough. Um, in attack, we look sorted, but if you look at our attackers, who is actually, apart from Kane, who is delivered? Because we've got Son, who's had a very up and down season. Richarlison, we spent 60 million and he scored one Premier League goal. It's just not good enough. And Dan Juma's probably not had the opportunities to score. Um, but it's, it's just not good enough. And Kulusevski has not been, he's been a shadow of the play he was last year. Um, so you look through the team and you think, who has delivered apart from Kane from top to bottom? And it's very difficult to to come up with an answer. I don't think anyone has apart from Kane. Not really. Not in the same way that Kane has. And it's a miracle that he scored, what is it, 28 goals now with a team we've had. So, yeah, it depends. It depends on who leaves. Um, if It depends if Kane leaves. Obviously, if Kane leaves, then we need a massive rebuild and attack because those guys are not going to cut it without him. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be tough. And in, and in goal as well, because Forster, I thought, was really poor today. And at the other end, Raya was was brilliant. And he made some really, really good saves. I would take him if we could. Um, I think he'd be a really, really good option as a young keeper that we can kind of give the number one shirt to and just let him have it for a few years. Um, so, yeah, we need, we've got a good, I think it's, you know, we, we shouldn't panic because we have a good nucleus, as I say. But we need to sort of sprinkle that nucleus and and bring it together. And if we do that, we, we can really push on. And if, you know, if Kane stays another season, if Son stays, um, you know, we've got players like Hoiberg with experience, Davison Sanchez, get reared, long laid, get reared. Um, but yeah, it, I think it, Romero needs a really, really good centre-back partner. If we brought in somebody like, someone like Bastoni, I don't think we'll get him because we don't deserve him. Um, but someone like that, and I think we could do really, really well alongside um, players like Udogi and, I don't know who who else we're going to get this summer because it's going to be a real tough ask if we're in the conference league or, as you say, Chris, we might not even be in the conference league. So if we, if we got no Europe, that's a tough sell to get uh, players ahead of our rivals. So good luck to Arnie Slot or whoever's taken over because it's going to be a really really taxing summer. I think for everyone concerned with the club. Johnny, do you think Harry Kane will be a Spurs player next season? I do. I do think he will be, yes. I think um, I, I was looking at the mural and everyone's been tweeting about the mural and putting up on their Instagram stories and just made me think that I think when he sees that, I think he's just going to stay. I think he wants to break the record. Um, I think he's been given very poor uh, players around him to support him. I think when Christian Eriksen was there, he got great uh, passing and, and he was spraying the ball left and right up to Kane. But we haven't been able to do that since. I don't think Hoiberg's really in that league that Ericsson was at that stage when he was playing with Pochettino. But I think Harry will be there. I hope he's here. I really do. I have plans to go in September, October of this year to go and see Spurs. I'll be travelling over from Dublin. I hope he's there as a Spurs player. Um, but he deserves so much more. I mean, we've really let him down. The club has let him down over the last number of years. They really have. Look how good he is. You put him into that Manchester City team right now, and I think with his experience, he'd be scoring more goals than Haaland. With, with, with uh, Bernardino and all these players passing the ball to him, he'd be in, in heaven. And uh, he's so good at just being able to... Like, he should never have had to fall back into midfield, Chris. Uh, Mourinho started putting him in midfield to pass the ball up to Son and all. That should never have happened. He should have been left up front. 
And, and the reason Mourinho did all that with Harry was because he was trying to work the team in such a way that suits the style of play he wants. And really, we've seen Conte do the same thing. It's not Harry should be up front, just staying up front. There should be players in the midfield with that uh, skill to be able to pass to him. He shouldn't be doing both jobs, trying to score as a striker and try to play in midfield. And that's what he's been asked to do. So the fact that he scored all those goals, having to do all that, he'd probably score more if he had been just left up in the front, in the front line. And as he gets older now, he's not going to be able to move as quickly as he once did. You know, once he hits 30, 31, he starts to slow down a little bit as a striker. He'll still score the goals, but he won't be running back to midfield, that's for sure. But I, I really hope he's there. I do think he'll be there in, in, in September. I really do, yeah. That's a great shout. Just imagine Harry Kane as one of those strikers in and around the six-yard box all of the time, how many goals he would score. It would be incredible. Um, in the programme notes today, Daniel Levy said, this has been an immensely difficult season. We have made footballing decisions over recent seasons based on ambition and a desire to bring success to our club. And they have not delivered what we had hoped. Your frustration has been understandable and all of us at the club have shared it. We have undertaken a thorough and uh, rigorous review of our footballing operations. Scott Munn joins us in the summer as our chief football officer and we look forward to sharing further news with you post-season. Ricky, very simple question for you. How are you feeling as a Spurs fan right now? Because I'll tell you what, there are a lot of frustrated people in the stadium at the moment. Yeah, and the frustration is understandable, bro. And I've I've been in that frustration. I've 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 felt it. Uh, um, you know, I've been tired of being upset with, with with Tottenham. I've been tired of feeling down with Tottenham. I've been, it, it's been so apoplectic. You know, there's been times where we could be getting beat, and you you don't even feel it. You stop getting angry about it. You know, it's just like oh my gosh. And we we know that the last four years have been a waste of time, really. And um, it's definitely, it's tough, bro. It's it's definitely tough. But you know what? The the, the positiveness in me, <sighs> even though history dictates something different, the positiveness in me says that when you're at a low like this, that this is when major changes happen. And we've got an opportunity to get a new director of football that is in line with the way that we want to play football and, and gets players that, can do the job for Tottenham. Not only technical players, not only dribblers or defenders, whatever, but people that have the character to play for Tottenham. So, fingers crossed we get the right guy in the director of football. If Arnie Slot's going to be the manager, I've always felt for many and many a year um, that tot the Tottenham way and the Dutch way are very similar. So, when we got in Poch and we was linked with Louis van Gaal, I wanted Louis van Gaal because of you know, the Dutch way, the way that he bring through, brings through youth, the coaching him and stuff like that. Um, obviously, we didn't go that way. We went Poch and I was, you know, obviously a happy guy with Poch over the years that we had him. So we we saw that when Martin Yol took over, how how difficult a job he had to turn the side around. you got to remember that he, you know, he was in crisis. Santini was the manager at the time. We had a, ter a torrid first 10 games or whatever it was before he got sacked and then Martin Yol took over and he started to embed that Dutch way and you know he did lay the foundations for the success that started to come later so for me if I'm looking at the positive and I'm looking at what could be exciting is that we could get a director of football that is actually in line with with what we need 
how we play and who we are as Tottenham. We can get a Dutch manager in that, again, not only does he have the tactical nous, knows how to play defensively, play attackingly, but knows how to switch systems and actually play the ball forward. Now, I did dismiss Slot over the last couple of weeks because all I wanted was Pochettino back. And if we didn't get Pochettino, all I wanted was Nagelsmann. And I didn't want to get into the manager merry-go-round, as my friend Darren Hart called. He called it when Conte left, that we're just going to be in this manager merry-go-round and it's going to be we're going to be linked to everybody, which he has been right with. But if Arnie Slot's the man, from having a look at him, especially the last couple of weeks... He's gone to troubled sides. He's 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 re rebuilt philosophies. He's rebuilt cultures. He's um, he is young. He is hungry. He has just won a title at, at, at the Dutch league. So there could be if we can follow he's the example and if we can give him what he needs and obviously get rid of the dead wood that is in the squad right now. The ones that are just it you know entrenched in that trait that I was talking about earlier then I think that it could be the beginning of something special. And that's the positiveness in me, the beginning of something special. I've stopped trying to think about this season, Chris, because it's just, it's, it's beat me up. I've never been so angry and so kind of dejected. And, and you know, there's been weekends where I've not been on here or or, or on any other pod. And I, 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 you know, I didn't even want to watch the football. I'd check it on my phone or you know, I, I'd have a good, a nice day out with the missus or something. Do you know what I mean? And and then look at the result and go, ah, oh, okay, that's what's happened. Do you know what I mean? Same old, same old. So there is potential for us to have the, a, a really good rebuild. And I've just got my fingers crossed because leave like you, Chris, I don't think it, even the protests and the stuff like that, however much I can agree with the principles behind why they're protesting, I just don't see Levy or that board leaving or being sacked by Joe Lewis. I just can't see it. So all I can do is implore the board for change, to admit their mistakes and to go out there and to make the right decisions for our club, to do better, to invest more, to, 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 to actually do the surgery that needs to be done for the club. I was with you, Chris, at a game uh, this season, and I won't mention it, um, and I won't mention the legend that we spoke to, but the legend himself, I won't say former player, I won't say who it is, just in case I get him into trouble. But um, he actually said, when asked about the manager situation and asked about Tottenham over the last couple of years, he actually said that when Mourinho's come in, Nuno's come in, Conte's come in, the one thing that they didn't do is kind of embed themselves in the Tottenham way. What they done was come in, rip up everything that had been built, everything that we believe in, everything that, that has made us moderately successful and ripped it up and tried to force their way, their system, their philosophy on us. And, and you know, you can come in, as he was saying, he was like, you can come in and obviously embed yourself in, in, in the Tottenham way, but tweak it to fit yourself into your systems and your philosophy, tweak it. But the fact that you've just ripped it up and kind of pushed it out the window and then turned us into this 3-5-2, 3-4-3 defensive counter-attacking team, you know, is obviously hasn't worked. So that's exactly what the new manager has to do. And that's why I'm a little bit excited and, you know, positive about if Arnie Slot is the man that comes in, the Dutch way, the Dutch philosophy very similar to Tottenham. Hopefully we can get our Tottenham back. 
Do you know what, Ricky? I completely agree. I don't think the board are going to be selling this football club in the uh, in the near future. Um, no way. And I think now it is about the correct decisions being made and the right people coming in, the recruitment being top-notch. Ollie, what are your thoughts on next season? Because... You know, it's, it just seems such a huge job for anyone coming in, any new head coach, any director of football coming into this football club in the summer. So much needs to happen. What are our ambitions for next season? Um, well, if we haven't got any Europe, then that at least allows you to focus on the leagues. Um, but to be honest, I was looking at West Ham the other night and I, I don't like West Ham, right, as a Spurs fan. <laughs> um, but seeing them in a European Cup final, I was like, what? You know, this is there for the taking. I mean, when we were in the Conference League, we really didn't take it seriously. And, you know, some people would argue it doesn't deserve to be taken seriously, but it's, it's a European Cup. And, you know, West Ham are in the final. They have a very good chance of winning. And, you know, that is a slam dunk trophy for us. And I just think, you know, if we were to get in it, we could easily win that. And then, you know, that you know, a trophy takes you, it takes you to the next level. And, but yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a long old season without, without Europe, but at least, it may just let us focus on the league and rack up some wins and just, you know, less recovery time between, um, sorry, more recovery time between games because you're just playing from weekend to weekend and the odd cup game. Um, but yeah, e either way, it's um, it's a massive season. But I, I do think with the appointment of Scott Munn, that looks like a really smart appointment for as much as you guys might hate Levy. Um, Scott Munn's got a really, really good background in different sports. So he's um, he's worked in Australia um, I think he works in rugby or something, but he seems like a businessman who understands sport. And that is really, really what we need because Levy, for as long as he's worked with Spurs, he maybe doesn't always understand the football side. Um, so having Scott Mudd alongside him, that's just another brain that's going to work with him better to make decisions. And then, yeah, we need to get this director of football um, appointment right and not appoint someone who could be banned from entire the entire football world um as we had with Paratici but it, but even with Paratici he, he you know he he made some really hit and miss signings so the signings thing we need to all be on the same page we need to be singing from the same hint sheet we had I think we had Daniel Levy trying to go for Jed Spence and then we had Conte trying to sign other players and we that just seemed like a total mess like nobody wanted Jed Spence I love Jed Spence and I think he deserves a shot but no but Le Levy wanted him and Conte openly said I don't want him but he's here and yeah whatever so we every single transfer has to be from the kind of you know big brain of everyone who's in that hierarchy at Spurs and and yeah I, I agree with you with you Chris and you Ricky that you know no one's leaving this summer in terms of the board they're here to stay unfortunately I would love us to somebody told me the other day if Sheikh Jassim doesn't buy United um, then he's going to come and buy Spurs. It wasn't anyone that I really trust, but it was just a little whispering. And yeah, that would be great. And I don't. And to be honest, I can't see us winning a trophy, or like a major trophy, Premier League, Champions League, until we get bought by a shake billionaire. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. Um, and and yeah, it would be great if somebody did that. But I think Levy is here to stay. You know, we've he's just got a deal with the F1. He's got. Beyonce coming to the stadium he's got the NFL like this is a goose a golden goose for Spurs um so I don't think he's going to sell it unless somebody comes and makes a ridiculous offer so yeah Chris you're absolutely right we need to get the decisions right we need to get the signings right um that game against Leeds next week is really really tough because they're fighting for their lives but if we can get a conference league spot I just think 
and, and I've not been a big advocate for the Conference League, but I think if we can get it and we can win a European trophy or, you know, just have something to motivate us on the side, that would be good and, you know, might impact the players we can sign. Um, but yeah, our ambitions next season, yeah, it's, it's got to be top four, hasn't it? Um, so we'll just see what we can do. I mean, Arsenal, they, they, had, they were in the Europa League and nearly won the league. So if you have the right manager in place, if you have the right players in place and the right philosophy, if you have an attractive style of play, as we may have under slot, then you can achieve anything. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a really, really tough, um, a really, really tough season. And then be able to see what happens. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'll tell you what, Ollie, me and you are certainly in the minority because the the amount of people I speak to, no one wants the Europa Conference League uh, competition for next season. But personally, I'm hoping that we get a win next week and somehow we play some kind of European football. I'm with you definitely on that. Johnny, do you want European football? Would I like to have European football? Europa Conference League. That was the only thing on offer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, if West Ham can get to the final with the squad they have, we can easily get there and win. Now, I'd be disappointed if they win. I heard Gary the other night on your your live podcast talking about if West Ham won, (laughs) it would almost feel like they got to it before we did. But look, it's a trophy. It's something to show off to our fans. And yeah, I, I still think we should be in the Europa uh, in any of the, in any of the, if we get into top four, top six, anything, I'll take anything at this stage. But what I am worried about is that possibly, and I don't want to be negative here, I'm a very positive person, but we could be having this exa- exact same conversation 12 months away and we're in the relegation battle. We've seen Leicester, we've seen Everton, all have decent squads at one time or another, and they're now battling it to stay in the league. And there's nothing to suggest that we, if we lose Harry Kane in September, that we could be in that situation. So that's very important to know that. Now, if if the if the board, if the board make the right decisions and bring in a few more players to help Kane score more goals, you know, like a Christian Eriksen in midfield, and they make, uh, you know, you mentioned Ollie Scott Mon coming in. I think that's a good appointment as he has a good track record. So if they keep making those kind of decisions, where and they bring in the philosophy of attacking football, that has to come back. This, as as you said, Ricky, you're right. You know, Mourinho, Conte, it's all negative. They just brought their own style, and they they looked at the 38 games that they have to play, home and away, and they said, how many of them can I win? And what style am I going to have to go? We're going to have to defend and not let any goals in, and try and get the odd goal and win one nil. That's not Spurs. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather lose, as I said before in a previous podcast. I'd rather lose four three, attacking and going for it, than than losing uh, defending. You know, losing one nil or you know, that's not Spurs. That's not our DNA. And you remember, you remember in the very beginning of Nuno Espirito Santo, he sat on that bench outside Tottenham Hotspur, and he said, "I'm going to bring back 
He was all smiles and going to bring back the Spurs DNA. Did he bring back the DNA? It was nowhere near bringing the DNA back. I don't know what that was all about. That was all nonsense. So we need someone to come in who's going to really get the team to attack and bring in players who can, who can play that way and a better attitude. But European football, I would take that conference thing. Yeah, I, I really think we need to just get into a, into a cup competition and try and win. And we should be going for the FA Cup, losing to Sheffield in that quarterfinal where it was a disgrace. That was a real opportunity. The whole, the, foot, the, the strongest team should have been put out for that. Harry Kane should have been starting, Son start, the whole lot of them start, and go for it and try and get into the semifinals and take it from there. But again, terrible coaching. You know, what's going on there? What's terrible management? Can't just blame Levy on everything. You know, Levy, like any, we all work in different companies. I have a CEO. They usually have the middle management. And in football terms, that would be the coaching staff. They usually have the middle management running the company while they go on Zoom calls and do other things about the commercial side of the business. And they deal with the big bosses from uh, Australia or France or Germany, wherever the head office is. So it's the same, it's same in a football team. You let Daniel Levy deal with that, but he needs to keep his nose out of bringing in James Madison without the permission of the new manager, because you know that's going to happen. James Madison will be bought. Now, Arnie Snoff will come in and say, he wasn't really someone I fancied, you know, I didn't really want him. I've just been landed with him. And this is what's going to happen. So Arnie needs to be bringing in his players, his coaching staff, and Levy stay away. Just just run the other side of the business and do that. You do it well, but let let uh, bring in the Beyonce's and the Bruce Springsteen's into the, into the into the stadium, but just stay away from the football thing. That's the way he should be doing it, but he won't do that. Do you think we'll have more Beyonce concerts this summer, Johnny, than signings? <laughs> what a yeah, question. We, we, we probably will. I, I'd say we'll have a few more uh, American football uh, things as well. The turf will be taken up and all. Oh, there'll be everything. There'll be athletics. The, the World Athletics Series will be brought there and all. Oh, Bruce Bruce Springsteen five nights, <laughs> but 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 you, but, you, but you know what boys, you know you, you were just saying there is it's, it's not kind of Levy's fault, but if we look at that statement that Chris just brought up there, the, the that was in the program that was said that you know they tried ambitious managers, well I think exactly what that legend was saying to myself and Chris um, about like the Tottenham way, I think that Levy almost forgot the Tottenham way. You know, he brought in managers that he thought that could get us over the line and win a trophy, but didn't have any of the Tottenham way within him. We did not follow the the, the path that Brighton, um, you know, Swans, it, the, the, these players that these teams that play uh, forward-thinking football, we didn't we we didn't follow our own line. We kind of abandoned all of that, and and you know, Levy, Paratici, everyone, they was kind of focused on these win now managers and their philosophy and we totally abandoned that so we have to really go back and and especially after levy's last um statement about bringing back the dna and stuff like that it's just gone out the window and they have to really go back to to, to the roots of of who we are how we play how we how how we kind of perform on the field you know stop worrying about the, uh, the opposition let the opposition worry about us and go out there and play our football, you know. And uh, Levy has to kind of admit his wrongs and the board, because it's not just Levy, it's the whole lot of them. They have to admit their wrongs as well about the Tottenham way and the Tottenham DNA and fix that this season. They have to this summer. It's a massive summer for us. How many times have we said that? Um, How many Ollie, times? 
Ollie, let's come to you. Let's let's go back to the game. In the eighth minute, of course, Harry Kane put us one nil up. Uh, when it went down, the free kick was given. Harry Kane grabbed the ball. I was thinking, oh, Harry Kane is going to take another free kick. He's going to go into the wall. How many times on this podcast have we spoke about Harry Kane's free kicks? Mm-hmm. But it was well worked. Kulaseski, um flicked it, and uh, Harry Kane hit it first time. Top corner. What a fantastic finish from him. Yeah, I actually missed the goal, as I said at the start of the pod. Um, but if I'd if I'd been watching it, I would have said, please don't let Harry take it because I, yeah, as as you say, Chris, like we've seen him, and you may you may have seen my tweet. <laughs> we've seen him hit the wall so many times. Like when, when I go to watch Spurs and I take somebody, um, like if, if I take a family member who doesn't normally watch Spurs, I'll say, watch him hit the wall, watch him hit the wall, and he'll hit the wall, and I'll be like, I'll put money on it. He'll hit the wall. Um, and this time we we rework it, little flick from Kulu. And then I don't know if, you know, Kane prefers moving balls than still dead balls, but it works. And we know it's really weird because we know that Kane can absolutely smash balls into the top bins. And and this time, you know, a little bit of movement on the ball and he feels more comfortable to smack it into the into the corner. I suppose it takes it away from the wall a bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just amazing how many goals Kane scores and how many how many free kicks he takes and how many hit the wall or go over the bar. Um, but no, it was an incredible strike. Um, Raya was never stopping it. Um, and it's just a shame that that goal, you know, hopefully it's not his last ever Spurs home game, but it just, it's a shame that that goal didn't do more for the game, that it was just kind of worthless in the end. Um, and it just, it, it amounted to nothing because it was such a beautiful goal. But yeah, it's just a shame. Johnny, let's come to you. Um, uh, just a little bit more on that, Ollie, about Harry Kane. I saw him walk down the tunnel today and he just seemed really frustrated again, very sad again. I, I, I just, I don't know about Harry Kane's future because I've just seen him look so frustrated so many times this season. And if yeah. we don't make any European football at all, what's he staying for? Um, to leave on a free transfer yeah. in the summer of 2024. Um, Johnny, on a positive note today, I think the only positive today was that first half performance because we did put a number of very positive and great moves together. We should have scored more in that first half, but we probably haven't seen a first half like that from Tottenham all season. No. Um, the new coach that comes in, whoever that may be, if it's Arnie or another foreign coach, um, they're going to have to get the players on the training ground to play in, in attacking formations. They're going to have to get used to going forward with the ball rather than passing it back. So they should be mixing it up where the goalkeeper kicks it up the pitch and then rolls it out to a defender who try and works it up. So you've got to mix it up. But if you look at Brentford, Brighton and Aston Villa, they're all, and Newcastle as well, Eddie Howe, they're all attacking. They're all playing the way we should be playing. That's the way we used to play. And I watched the Legends match during the week when Robbie Keane was playing with his son and uh, Jermaine Defoe was there. And I have to say, Jermaine Defoe looked very trim and looked very fit. I'd nearly drag him off and put him in the team if, if he was ready. He still got it. But there was a, and I don't want to start dreaming, but I was just watching Robbie Keane where the ball was passed. Now it's in slow motion. They've got older and they can't move as quick. I get it. But it was the way they were playing in that game. They were actually, were you at the game, Chris? Were you, were you there watching the Legends game? Yeah. They were, the ball, even though it was like a bunch of older guys playing, the ball was going forward. They were, they were spraying the ball forward to Keane and Keane was dummying the ball and kicking it the back. I was going to say, we don't play like that anymore. That's not, that, that's the DNA. Those players were brought up in that club. That's the way they play. And Robbie Keane is that style of player. And Jermaine Defoe and Crank Yarnall, that's, that's, that's the kind of player we need. Now, maybe those players aren't available 
uh, in Europe. Maybe they're not available to buy. Maybe there's not as many players playing that style of football anymore because a lot of the coaches that are out there have the players playing like a Antonio Conte. This kind of negative way, trying to win one nil, and I don't, I don't want to play that way. I don't, I don't think Spurs should be playing that way. It should be attacking. So on the training ground, it's all attack, 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 and get a solid defence that can, when called into question when the other team have a, a breath after we've been attacking them so much that they're able to just defend and keep the ball back, get the ball back. You know, the, the way, the, I mean, I, I remember many years ago going to see with a friend, he brought me to see Manchester United play. Uh, I was in the Stratford end. Actually. We were watching, I didn't really want to go, but I went and I, I, they were playing Wigan or Leeds or something, but it, it was when Rooney was playing, 2009, 2010. And I was watching uh, the defence of Manchester United and the way they lined up and the way that the, 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 they attacked. And it was really nice to see. And I remember then going to see Spurs, and they weren't playing that way. And I was thinking, I'd like to be able to play the way they were playing there. And uh, and, and Ferguson was the coach. But it, the Spurs' DNA is attack, attack, attack. That's the way it should be. And flair. We need a bit of flair. And I haven't been seeing any of that, really. And that style of play from Mourinho and Conte and Nuno Espirito. That's we shouldn't hire that. Look at look at look at Pep Guardiola. What he's saying. I know he is the best players in the world. I know that. I get it. They can buy anyone they want. But the way they play, thats I'd love to be able to emulate that as a Spurs player, even if we try to try and copy that. If you can't beat them, you join them. That's not the famous line. And, and that's everybody that worked under Pep is doing well at different clubs, Arteta, company, all, and, and, any, and, and he'll have other players that used to work under him and they'll be going managing and you'll see them doing well because they've learned from him. You know, to, to quote that Whitney Houston song, I learned from the best. <laughs> I learned from you, you know, and uh, it's true. It, it, there's, there's, no, there's obviously some sort of secrets they have, you know, but they're learning something and, and it works. So if Arnie Slott doesn't go out to love company just to see see what it's like, because he is playing that, that, that style of football, you know. Brent, let's come to you. There's a comment here from uh, Silver Surfer. The arguments go round in circles. I completely agree with that. Um, now we want attacking football. That doesn't uh, work uh, to go back to defensive football. Nothing is going to change. Um, of course, as Spurs fans, we do want attacking football, free-flowing, entertaining football that we were promised by the chairman you know, a couple of years ago, and then we appointed Nuno Espirito Santo. Ricky, I want to take you to the 24th minute uh, of today's game. Kulisevsky to Son. Son crossed to Emerson. Emerson's head out, cleared off the line. I tell you, what, that was probably one of the the best pieces of football that we have seen all season from this club. Oh, you agree? absolutely, bro. Absolutely, bro. The, it, it was a team move, and it should have been finished. It, it, it should have had a goal at the end of it because it was beautiful. The, the 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 flicks, the passes, and and not only that, like Kulu was was finding really great passes into Son as well. You know, like deft, you know, really subtle passes into Son for him to get a, a shot off. Um, but it was a beautiful move, bro. That should have should have ended in a goal because that I mean, that would have been like you know, goal of the month or something on match of the day because of just the way that the ball was worked and the way that we were playing with confidence and kind of going forward and, and, and making things happen. Um, and you know what? Yeah, and to echo what Johnny was saying there about Man City, I mean Man City against Real Madrid, 3-0 up. Did they sit back? Did they hold on to their lead? They did not. They kept going. They kept playing the same way. They kept going forward and they made it 4-0. I mean, come on. Come on. And and that used to be us, you know, not 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 at the level, obviously, because they've they've got the best players in the world. 
But, um, you know, we were very close to it and we were competing and, and, and we've lost that. E even just the competitiveness we've lost. So to see that element there today was, th that's what gave me hope today. That's what made me sit, sit forward on the edge of my seat was because we was actually playing some proper football. We was actually kind of attacking. There was a bit of flair there with Kula at number 10. There was a bit of kind of um, dynamism and tenacity and energy there was all those things that, that, that we've grown to love in, in a Tottenham side and that we haven't seen for so long. So for us to collapse the way it is and for us to talk about a collapse in that second half and the way in which we collapse is, is heart-wrenching. It's, it's gut-punching. It's, it's a kick up the backside, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's rubbing your, your, your face in the dirt because, again, like, like you showed the stats, it, everything was going our way. There, there was there was no real reason for us to collapse the way in which we collapsed. I don't know why we didn't start the second half the way we started the first half. I don't know why the boys wasn't encouraged with the plans and the philosophy and and you know you know what everyone had what what jobs everyone had to do in those first forty five minutes. I don't know why they wasn't encouraged to continue that going forward in the second half. It just it just went sideways. Ricky, that second half, do you blame the players today or do you blame Ryan Macy? For, for me, bro, I, I, I think I would have to blame the players because we've seen it time and time again this season and over the last three, four years we've seen it. Ever since Mourinho took over, we've seen them collapse. You know, um, you know, like Oli was talking about, kind of, we don't want these one nils. Oh, well, think back to that West Ham game under Mourinho where we was 3-1 up and then we decided to sit back and then they scored two goals. Do you know what I mean? That Lanzini goal. It's been in us for so long. So for me, I would have to, if there was blame to be shed, uh, to, to, to be given out, I would have to give it out to the players because they, they came out sleeping in that second half. And I don't know what happened. I, I don't foresee, especially in Mason's press conferences and in the way in which he was brought up, in the Pochettino way, uh, um, that he would put out a message that would kind of go, "All right, and boys, you don't have to try no more. Sit back, take you know, take percent, take ten percent off of your energy levels, you know, and and just kind of see the game out." I don't see him saying that because of where he's come from, and he's a Tottenham boy as well. He loves the club. He knows in the the way that we play and and what we as fans like to see. So I don't foresee him saying anything negative to those boys to go out there and perform in a way that they did in the second half. To me, there was something in the boys in which they just, I, I don't know. I don't know. They just started playing slowly. They, it, it, it was, it, it was crumble. It was crumble FC. Ollie, let's come to you. Um, just to uh, finish up about the first half, in the 24th minute, Sanchez header just went wide. Just before half-time, another great move from Spurs. Song crossed, then drew my header, went just wide. And just before half-time, Kulisewski to Son. Son's shot was blocked. Another great move from Spurs. I tell you what, I spoke to a number of Tottenham fans at half-time. Everyone, including me, was very, very happy that we'd not seen a first half like that for a very, very long time, particularly here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, and Kulisewski had a shot uh, at the goalkeeper as well just before half-time. Um, the second half, talk to me about the second half. Five minutes into the second half, uh, they get their equaliser 1-1. Of course, the stadium then goes flat. And then it's like, here we go again. Yeah, I mean, the second half was basically just a non-event for us. I mean, I know we had, was it Richarlison had a couple of efforts at the end. 
Um, but in the middle, we it was yeah, it was like going back to Conte Mourinho style where we just sit on a lead. Um, and I think that you know the first half, I, I don't remember Brentford having much of a sniff. And I think we did a really, really good chance. Uh, we did a really, really good job, sorry, of managing the game. And that's what we've missed this season. Game management is so important. And I think in the first half, we just controlled it. And we didn't let Brentford have many chances because we were creating all the chances. And then in the second half, we just thought, well, you know, we've been playing well enough in the first half. We'll sit back and we'll use the, me- the momentum we had from the first half in the second half. And Brentford, they sit up and they think, well, we've got a chance now because Spurs... They're not onslaughting us like they were in the first half. And I, when when that when Embuemo's and equaliser went in, I thought they've done nothing. Like this is this is this is rubbish. This is their first chance of the game, pretty much the first real chance. And and to be honest, Embuemo's equaliser it was a half chance. It came out of nothing, and and his second goal to put them in front was a half chance. And I feel with our defence, we're kind of giving away these half chances, these moments that could easily be prevented could easily be cleared away you know the skippy's skippy's third one when they score the third one easily preventable just pass it maybe it's easy for me to say as a spectator when i'm not there in the moment but just give it away pass it clear it do something don't dribble aimlessly in your you know close to your six yard box it's just not good enough and i think that as as we've all said it sums up our season we are capitulating we're dropping off we finally have a game where you said chris it was our best attacking wise it was our best performance one of our best performances this season and we scored and we we only scored one goal and it was from a set piece situation um so we we shoot ourselves in the foot and then we blow it all away we throw it all away and brentford say thank you very much um and we'll take that and we'll take the three points and then the way we the way we capitulate and let in three goals at home the last game of the season these spurs fans i was watching some of the spurs fans leave um about 10 minutes from time and i was just thinking these guys have suffered all season i've suffered all season we've all suffered all season but these guys who go to the like chris you go to every game you go home and away and i just think you are a hero um and and the team don't deserve you the team don't deserve the fans who go to every game and i haven't been i haven't been to many games this season um, but I just feel that I just feel bad for the for the fans who go, and they deserved so much better than that performance there. Um, especially when we were kind of you know we got our hopes up with that first half, and we we should have seen it in the second half, and it just disappeared. And I don't think it was Mason's fault. I think Mason was responsible for that. You know, opening the team up, making us more energetic, making us more attacking. That was on him. And in the second half, it's up to the players on the pitch to keep that going. And you know. I think when I look at City, you guys were talking about City. You know, you've got players like De Bruyne, Haaland, uh, Bernardo Silva, Rodri. These guys just get on with their job and they almost don't need coaching. I was saying this to my friend, my flatmate the other day. You almost don't need to coach Man City. Pep's just there to guide them. They just get on with it because they are responsible and they know their jobs. I don't think anyone at Spurs really knows their job because they haven't been coached well. And Mason is young and he's inexperienced, but concept with Conte, there just seemed to be a complete misdirect there. And no one seemed to understand what he was trying to get them to do. So yeah, the priority is to get someone like Slot in, whoever it is, to give this team an identity, because that is what we lack today. We all, we fell apart because nobody knew what the hell they were doing. 
As you said, uh, Ollie, Mbwemo scored his first goal in the 50th minute. He doubled his tally and Brentford's tally in the 62nd minute, putting Brentford 2-1 up. Um, Johnny, what did you make of uh, of those two goals that we conceded? Because certainly for the first one, I felt that Ben Davis needs to do a hell of a lot more there. Yeah, well, I mean, our defence has been poor all season. It's been, it's been poor for the last couple of seasons. Long lay... Talking about a three-year contract for Eric Dyer, going. I've been reading these stories. Just, it's just they're not. I mean, I like Eric Dyer. He's a nice guy. I've no pro. I've not. I I've seen terrible things written about him and all, but I don't. I don't agree with that. I I just don't think he's up to the level we require to go forward. But just quickly in relation, just to answer what the other guys were saying, I I can. I really think we need to bring in a sports psychologist into the team. I know. Um, Ronnie O'Sullivan, the snooker player, has a guy called Steve Peters who he works with. And Ronnie himself said in a recent interview that his career was going down the drain. His head was elsewhere. He couldn't get over the line in tournaments. And he was walking out in the middle of events. He just couldn't do it. And I think the Spurs players, I think they need someone like that. And particularly if we get to a final in the FA Cup next year and we're playing Aston Villa or we're playing Arsenal or Chelsea, and everyone's nervous going into it. I think we need a sports psychologist and he or she has to be in that dressing room and given those guys the advice that this is how you're going to get over the line. Remember what we discussed through the season. They need someone like that. They don't have, I, I think the coaching has been poor the last number of years. High performance is about getting the best out of that team. And if they require a sports psychologist or a few of them to work with the players individually, that's what has to be done. Now, maybe it is being done behind the scenes. I don't know. Maybe it has been done. I'm not there. I can't, I can't, I'm not a fly on the wall. I wish I was, but I would definitely bring in Steve Peters. I'd pay him big bucks. Those players can afford it. They're paid loads of money. They can easily afford it. They can pay them themselves. The, the club shouldn't even have to pay for it. Those players should pay for the sports psychologist. I would, as a player, if I was a professional, I definitely, even if the players in my team didn't want him, I'd have Steve Peters working with me behind the scenes. And when I go home, I'd meet Steve for a coffee and we'd discuss my plan, how I can become a better player. Because those guys, they're not getting good coaching. And, you know, Mourinho and Conte, you would think that. And the, the players they brought in, the coaches they brought in, Stellini, maybe maybe we think they're good. They're probably not that good. I, I, I think people like Pep Guardiola, Eddie Howe, they're all moving in that direction where they know where the success is. And maybe Eddie Howe has a sports psychologist in, in Newcastle. We don't know that. But Steve Peters, you've got to speak to him. They need to get someone in who, who can really lift them. Uh, but in relation to your question about defence, Longley, um, Eric Dyer, Sanchez, I'd, I'd move them on now and, and bring in a whole new back line. The players, as you said earlier, Ollie, you're right, the nucleus is there in the team. You know, okay, I was a bit harsh on them saying sack them all. It's easy to say that. I suppose in the heat of the moment, you just feel so disillusioned you say these things. But I suppose keeps on, keep Kane. I probably move. Um, um, oh, I can't think of his name. Uh, the the midfielder that we have, he's always passing the ball back. He never passes forward. Look, we we need players who can who can pass the ball forward. Wait, boy, yeah. They all do it. They all do it. Boy, Bjork. Yeah, Boy, Bjork. Sorry, I just. But I would just, I would move him, I'd move him on maybe. I just don't know if he's really suitable for the team. I had great hopes for him, but it, it's a 50-50 really. Um, but but the defence is poor. Our, our, our attacking, we're good attacking uh, players there. But but 
but 60 million for Richarlison, he's only scored one or two goals. That's not good enough. When he played for Brazil in the World Cup, he looked like a different player. I mean, he was scoring overhead kicks and all sorts of stuff. And I was thinking, great, he's coming back to us. He couldn't hit a barn door. So I don't, I, I, I honestly think that the, the reason we got the tag Spursy, and that goes back to when Rio Ferdinand, not Rio, uh, when Les Ferdinand was playing for us, we were leading 3 0. Do you remember against Manchester United at halftime, that game in the 90s, I think it was, right. and we lost 5 3. They just went in, and, and, and at that stage, that's when the Spursy tag came in. And it's been, it's been, it's been the sort of devil on our shoulder since. And we need to get rid of that tag. And the only way we're going to get rid of that Spursy tag is when we're in a final. We have Steve Peters in the dressing room before that final going around to each player. This is what you've got to do, guys. This is it. You're doing it for your family. You're going to win. Forget about the fans. You're doing it for you and your family. They, they, Your mother and father sacrificed so much to get you into that Spurs team to be a Spurs player. This is what it means. And that needs to start happening. You need to get that passion into that team because it's not there and they're not playing with pride. And I, anyone that isn't willing to go that extra mile out of the team, go, go and find another team. Go to the classified championship. Don't stay in the Premier League with us. Well, in the 66th minute, Lucas Moura came on making his last appearance in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So, obviously, all of us Spurs fans wishing him all of the very best. Dan Juma went off. Uh, in the 75th minute, Richarlison came on. Kulisevsky went off. Pedro Poro came on. Emerson Royale went off. In the 80th minute, Harry Kane had a shot, went wide. Five minutes later, um, Davis off, Perisic on. Wisser then scored uh, Brentford's third goal, making it 3-1. And then in stoppage time, Richarlison, as you rightly said, Ollie, uh, earlier, had a couple of chances. David Raya with a couple of great saves. And I'm with you, Ollie. I would love to see David Raya in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt next season, 110%. Um, three final questions for you. Um, Ricky, let's start with you. Score prediction for the Leeds United game. Um, the league position you think that we will finish in. And the manager you think we will appoint. Three easy questions. Oh, bruv. Um, three easy questions, yeah. Um, going up against Leeds at Ellen Road with them, with something to fight for, I, I think it's going to be a really tough game. You know I never, regardless of however we're playing, you know I never back us to lose. I can't, I just can't do it. So I'm going to say a 2-1 victory um, and that we'll probably finish seventh. Um, and that at this present time, I would say that uh, the Dutch masterclass in Arnie Slot is going to be the man to come in and change the fortunes of Tottenham Hotspur. So, yeah, three simple questions, I suppose, in inverted commas. But, yeah, I try to make it easy. Is Arnie Slot going to be the right man for us, Ricky? Or would you like to see someone else in? I know we've spoken at length, me and you personally, and on this podcast, you know, about managers. But... Do you think that Arnie Slot is the right man? Because in the last couple of days, I did a lot of research on Arnie Slot. He does feel like a, a very good fit for Tottenham. But of course, the Dutch league is very different to the Premier League. Absolutely, bro. But every manager is a risk. We, we, we've had the win now manager. We've had the everywhere they go, they win a trophy. We've had those managers. And that hasn't worked for us. So every, every appointment, every player that we sign that they're, they're all a risk but again like yourself Chris uh, I've been looking into Arnie for the last couple of weeks now because I did dismiss him you know um 
I wanted Pochettino, as all of you know. I felt that he would have he would have fixed ninety percent of the problems. I thought it was a great time for him to come in, you know, to to get that unfinished business um, and, and and begin to finish that. Um, if not, then Nagelsmann. I thought that him tactically, uh, defensive play, midfield play, forward play, different formations, different systems. I thought that he could have been the the, the next kind of young up and coming manager to come in and kind of put his philosophy on us and grow with us as well. Obviously, that didn't happen, and maybe that didn't happen through arrogance as well. Maybe we've maybe the board and Levy are feeling that we've we've had kind of superstar arrogant managers and 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 we we don't need that in our club no more so when i've looked at arnie and obviously look we, we had fonseca in the building ready to go and i started looking at him and started looking at his the, the way that he played and and last minute.com it didn't happen so with tottenham you just never know but if he is the man to come in from what i've seen i really hope that he could change our fortunes and he could be the man with the Dutch way. And and you, I don't know if you saw the uh, Sky Sports interview that they done. I think it was yesterday. But he speaks very well. You know, he, he, he's got banter about him. He seems like a good guy. And the reports that I've read as well is like, don't take that for granted or don't take that as, uh, as like, that's how he is. He also has an angry streak in him. He also has a mean streak in him. He does hold players to account. And I think to jump on what Johnny was saying there about Man City and how those players play, the, the one thing that Man City have as players is the responsibility of their jobs, one, but to hold each other to account. So you, you won't just see one person shouting. You know, the game we went to, Chris, uh, against Man United, the one player that we saw shouting and kind of trying to dictate play was, uh, was, was Skippy. But in Man City, you see the lot of them holding each other to account, as well as Pep Guardiola shouting at them if they're out of position or if they didn't do what was trained or if they didn't do the right thing at the right moment. You've got them all holding themselves accountable for the jobs that they've been asked to do and the jobs when they're working for one another on that field. And it sounds like, it sounds like Arnie could be the man to kind of bring some of that to Tottenham. And fingers crossed, fingers crossed he has the Martin Yo effect. I saw a tweet earlier this week, which was, um, I think it was, from, I tried to remember the guy's name. I think the guy's name was Tommy T. But he he, he, he said, uh, Arnie Slot, Arnie, what, what did he say? He's got nowhere, we don't care, Arnie Slot, Arnie Slot. He's got nowhere. Uh, and I was cracking up and I was like, I could hear us singing that for him. This season. So, <laughs> Even for that alone, I think it could be a bit of fun. So, um, look, it's massive. It's a massive rebuild. And wherever we finish, we deserve to finish for the terrible season that we've had. I predicted on this show that we was going to finish second minimum before this but before this season started, which kind of says to you how much faith I had in Conte, how, how well I saw us finish that season last season. And I thought that we were going to really push on this season. It's gone wayward. It's gone downhill. It's gone in every other direction apart from forward. So let's get it right now. Let's go again. Let's rip up the script. Let's get rid of what we need to get rid of. We like uh, Johnny said there earlier. We need our we we need new defenders. We need a new back line. Maybe a, a proper solid uh, midfielder, and um, you know, and, and get the right signings for the for, for the manager, not for the club, for the manager what he needs, the players that he needs in certain positions for us to kind of click and to start going forward again. 
Ollie, score prediction, league position, and will Arnie slot in at Tottenham? <laughs> I tweeted that the other day, Chris. I know you stole that from me. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know you did, Chris. So, um, sorry, Chris, uh, Ricky, I've not got your optimism, as you know. Um, I think they'll beat, honestly, I think they'll beat us because this is big, this is Leeds' biggest game of the season. Big Sam, he can make the game horrible and he will make this game horrible for us. And they will bombard us, and I, I don't, don't, I don't really don't think our defenders are going to be able to cope with it. Um, so I think it's going to be two-one leads, unfortunately. Um, and, and I think our players are just ready to go on their holidays now, and I think Leeds are just going to go; they're just really going to go for it. So it's fine. They'll be us two-one. We'll finish eighth. Um, Arnie will come in, and he'll have no European football, but that's okay because it gives him a nice, you know. Ease, ease him in with no 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 European football to have to worry about. Let him earn the European football because this season's been a mess. Write the season off. Let him earn the European football. Maybe we get, I'm being really pessimistic now, maybe we get fifth next year and then he gets Europa League and then he can challenge for that. Hopefully he does better because every time Arnie Slot goes into a club, I've been researching him as well as a journalist. I should be researching him. Um, he, go, he went to Alkmaar and they nearly won the league and then they got scrapped because of COVID. I think he was actually quite unlucky. I think he could have easily won the league. And then I think they finished third last season and then he wins the league. So he he's all that his teams are always up there. They're always pushing. Um and I and I've been I've been researching him and you know they play really, really nice football, really progressive, attacking. And I, I watched one of his team talks. You guys might have seen this, but they won um they won at Ajax away from home, which is the biggest win you can get to like a really big step towards them winning the league. And he was like, this isn't a big win. You've got more wins to come. So don't get too excited sort of thing. And I was like, that's really good. Like, because, you know, I, I bet if we win, if we beat a Man City, all the players lose their heads and they go, they, it goes to their heads, they get too excited. And then we lose the next game against the mid-table team. So um, I think that's really, it's really good to have someone who ground the players. Um, and I've been really dismissive of him. My, my colleague turned um, he turned around to me at the sports desk and was like, what do you think of Arnie then? Do you want him? And I was like, I don't want that boiled egg managing our club. And I was really dismissive. <laughs> I was really dismissive of him. And I was like, nah, who's that guy? And then I was like, do you know what? Like, he actually looks the business. <laughs> you know, it's going to be clipped when he's appointed now, Ollie, yeah? yeah. No, 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 no. Cut that. You're never Cut getting that. an interview with him, Ollie. You're never getting an interview with him now. Man. You know, no, it, but it, I, I take it back. And you know what? Um, he, he looks like a gangster. He looks like he's going to sort, he's going to go in our team and sort them out and just, you know, start from the ground up, bring some academy players in, bring, I heard he's going to bring, if he gets appointed, he's going to bring, is it Kucher or someone like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of his top players in final, he's going to bring all that. The captain. The captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So let let him do his thing, back him, give him a six-year deal, just, you know, give him a massage every week, just, just make him happy and, and, and hopefully we can push onwards. But yeah, just to, uh, just rip it up and start again. But yeah, Arnie, I think Arnie's going to come in. Johnny, and uh, finally with you, score prediction, league position and manager. Just just a chant, I think, which, which might happen at Spurs is uh, Arnie Slot. He used to be on top until he came to Spurs. Oh, no. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> oh. You can just oh. see what's going on. Honestly, I think it'll be... I'm going to go with Leeds to win. I think, um, yeah, with Ollie, I think I think 1-3. 
I think it's going to be three one again. I think I think Leeds are going to stay up. Actually, I I have I predicted them to stay up just by goal difference or whatever. But I think they'll stay up, and I think they're really going to come out and 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 give us a tough game. Sam will have them psyched up. If if it's a game where Leeds can still qualify to stay in the Premier League, they will win. We won't win because we're on holidays now. The guys are on holidays. So it couldn't even be Brentford at our place. You can imagine what they're going to do at Ellen Road. They're not going to even. Ah, look, it's just, it's depressing. So it's going to be 1 3 to Leeds. I hope I'm wrong. Um, Arnie Slot will be the manager and eighth. Yeah, probably finish eighth. So. Johnny, thanks so much for joining me this evening. Um, please tell everyone where they can find you on social media and what you're up to at the moment. Well, you can hear me on the radio on Dublin's Q102, usually on a Saturday, uh, 11 to 3 on a Saturday, and Sunday, 3 to 7. Now, I'm not going to be on those uh, days for the next month because I'm going to be doing the breakfast show on Q102, Monday to Friday, where hopefully we'll talk a little bit of Spurs during the week, but I'll be on from 7 a.m. Q102.ie, 102.2 FM in Dublin, and it's Johnny Bow one uh, on Twitter. Thank you very much for your time, Johnny. And Ricky, where can everyone find you? Oh, they know where they can find me uh, on Twitter at Ricky J Norwood. Elon Musk has taken my blue tick, so it's this one here um, on Instagram, official Ricky Norwood. And I will be with you, Chris, for the last game of the season next week. So fingers crossed, Harry Kane scores two more goals to make it thirty Premier League goals, and we we, we finish on a high. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. So um, yes, I'll be seeing you guys very very soon. I don't know how long next week's podcast is going to take because we're going to review the season. So, good grief. Gosh. Wish us luck. Ollie, lovely to have you back. Um, where can everyone find you and what wonderful work are you doing at the moment? Thanks for having me, Chris, as always. You can find me on Twitter at Ollie Gant. Um, I love chatting to Spurs fans. Always keen for a little chinwag. So, give us a follow on Instagram as well. Same handle. Um, very unique handle, my name. Um, and yeah, you can... What am I doing at the moment? Not much, really. Like, the season's kind of petering out and um but yeah like if you go on the mail you'll see me you'll see my stories i'm I'm always writing about spurs i'm always ranting about how terrible we are um dissecting our you know our season and who should come in who should go out if arnie gets appointed you'll probably see a few pieces from me about what we can expect from him so yeah just keep um keep your eyes peeled Ollie, you know what? Before we go, before we go, Ollie, is there been any like? Um, you, have you heard anything about the DOF or Arnie Slot? How close it is? If it's going to be announced anytime soon? Who's the um, favourites? Have you heard uh, anything? Yeah, Arnie. I've just heard that there's a strong interest, um, and you know, we we saw that, that story from Sky Sports the other day saying that they worry that he's gonna he's gonna come to Spurs and they're gonna lose him. So. I think just keep, yeah, I've not heard any like concrete talks, but there's definitely concrete interest and we're going to explore that, I think. As for the director of football, who was that guy from Brentford? There's been a few names. Is it Lee? Lee, Lee, yeah. Lee, he's one of them. Um, there was a German, I can't, I can't remember the for life, for the life of me, the names of them. I feel like the director of football, what was his name? Steinton. Yeah, that one. Yeah. There's a few names. Um, there's a German dude, yeah. Um, I think the director of football is a bit of a way off, but I, I feel like they're going to have to get the director of football before they get the manager. Because if you get the manager and no director of football, then it's a bit like yeah. what we're doing here. So I don't know. Maybe they get announced together. Who knows? But that that will pick up pace. I think there's an, there's enough time now between now and preseason for them to just sort of hone in on that. So yeah, keep your watch the space. 
Yeah, there'll be a lot of speculation in the next couple of weeks. And, of course, we await the uh, appointment of a new director of football and a head coach. Players going out the door, players coming in the door. It's going to be a huge summer. Um, Johnny, Ricky, Ollie, thanks so much for joining me this evening. And thanks to all of the listeners and viewers. And we will see you next Sunday for another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. Stay well and we'll see you soon. Come on, you Spurs. Come on! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.